0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Happy Flosser podcast. My name is Billy Lunt. I am your host, and I am here to talk to you about all things dental hygiene to support you on your journey through the dental hygiene program. Welcome, so glad to have you. In a world of anxious filled patients, really complex dental procedures, and really a lot going on in the dental field, it's really important for you to understand all of your options. And topical anesthesia provides us with so many great options in order to treat our patients safely, effectively, and pretty much pain-free. There's so many options as far as providing our patients with local anesthesia to make it so that they don't even feel anything. And sometimes we don't even need to give our patients an injection because of the advancement of the uses of some of the topicals that are available to us. Now we have limitless options to treat our patients effectively in soft tissue management in a way that is painless for our patients and pretty straightforward for us. Because honestly, the use of topicals are just as beneficial to us to safely treat our patients and effectively treat our patients in a calm way where we're not anxious that we're going to hurt our patient. So it's also important for us to use local anesthetic just as much as our patients want us to use local anesthetic on them. It's all about comfort and safety. So in this episode, we're going to talk about some of the main components of topical, some of the things you have to be cautious about, some of the combination topicals that are at our disposal to use, and some of the ways in which you can be effective using topicals without causing any problems to your patient. Take a listen. Are you looking for study sheets? I've created study sheets that cover the content of this episode. If you're interested or that's something that's going to help you on your learning journey, you can click the link listed right in the description of these show notes. Happy studying! Topical anesthetic is one of those really great tools that you can use as a provider to help reduce the anxiety levels of your patients and reduce the possibility of hurting your patient, which I know a lot of you are concerned about. So sometimes the use of anesthetic is just as beneficial to you as the provider as it is to the patient receiving it. Sometimes we're a little bit anxious when we're going to do treatment on our patients. So knowing that our patient is comfortable and that the local anesthetic and the topical, maybe we are putting the topical on before giving the injection, that actually calms the patient because they feel that really localized numbness and it helps us feel a little more adequate about giving the injection. And The same holds true once our patient is numb with whatever services or treatment that we're about to provide our patient. There's some kind of reduction in the anxiety level of every vibe within the operatory when the patient is comfortable and numb. Topical anesthetics are used to provide pain control prior to giving an injection. We also use some topical agents when we're doing something very localized. The whole point of it is to minimize the pain associated with that needle insertion, both for the patient and for us as providers. You want to make sure that you review the health history. And adverse reactions are really rare for your patient on topicals, but they can happen. And you know, every once in a while, you'll have that patient who's just outside the zone where they seem to be allergic to a lot of different things. And those are the ones you want to be really mindful of. So think about what an ideal topical anesthetic is. It's got an acceptable flavor. It doesn't create systemic toxicity. It has reliable results. You use it and you get the same results every time. It's pretty pain-free to apply, right? We're using a cotton tip applicator and we're applying it right at the source of where we need it. It's not traumatic to the tissue. It's typically non-allergenic. And in our clinical application, we use lidocaine 5% and benzocaine 20%, and we'll talk about that. Ester local topical anesthetics are the most commonly used for topical. It's important for you to know that there's a paraben preservative in the topical anesthetic that we use. And methylparaben, it's banned from local injectable application, but they're used in the preparation of many of the topical agents that we commonly use. The good news about methylparaben is that it has antibacterial and antifungal properties. Now the mechanism of action for topicals is very similar to injectable anesthetics. It blocks the nerve conduction right at the surface of the mucous membranes. The permeability of sodium ions to the nerve cells is decreased. And it reduces the depolarization and increases the excitability threshold. It blocks the conduction of the nerve impulses. And it produces a temporary loss of sensation. That's why it makes it so much easier for our patient to be comfortable when we're about to give a local injection. And as you, the provider, to remember the concentrations of topical local anesthetics that are applied are typically greater than the same local anesthetic used in an injection. So those increased concentrations allow for diffusion of the drug through the mucous membrane really quickly. But you wanna just understand that those concentrations are a lot higher. Usually, how do we apply topical anesthetics? It's sometimes dispensed as an ointment or a cream or a gel. Sometimes there's sprays. And we typically use a cotton tip applicator. Lidocaine patches can also be used on the palate. Those are out there. And some of the things you wanna be cautious about is that all injectable local anesthetics have a maximum recommended dose, right? The MRD, I talked about that in a previous episode. Topical locals do not always have a maximum recommended dose listed. It's really difficult for you to track or measure the amount of topical applied to an area. So here's my guide to you, less is better. You don't wanna put a big gob on the tip of the cotton tip applicator and just shove it down into the vestibule wherever you're needing it. Just a little bit on the tip is really all you need. So less is always better. It's important to know, um, and we use these in radiology, sometimes there's topical in a spray form. It's no more effective than other forms. It's really difficult if you've used it in radiology, it's really difficult to control the amount of anesthetic that comes right out and it's not really recommended only use this in an emergency situation when we really need to get an x-ray and the patient is gagging not typically used as a precursor to giving an injection so think about what might affect topical anesthetics toxicity because these are the red flags that we're looking for so the concentration of the topical agent the relative ability to how fast that topical penetrates the tissue the speed of systemic absorption of your patient and the total area of coverage that you used with the topical agent. If you're using it in an entire quadrant of the mouth, that coverage of the topical agent, excessive use can lead to toxicity. So any situation that slows the metabolism of topical anesthetics increases the toxic potential. So these are some of the things you really want to keep in mind. Patients could also be exposed to over-the-counter topicals for self-medicating, so you want to make sure you question your patient before you administer any anesthetic agents. It's important for you, the clinician, to recognize that topical agents do not provide pulpal anesthesia, although a lot of the things that we do in our operatory, the services that we provide and the procedures that we do, we don't necessarily need pulpal anesthesia, so sometimes a topical application is just fine for what we're doing you want to use small amounts of the gel right on the tip, just enough to, to achieve your desired results. And I know I keep saying that, but it's so important. And so often I've seen students just put way too much on the tip of the cotton tip applicator. And I relate that to the desire to not have your patient feel the injection. I totally get what you're doing, but you also want to keep in mind that there's side effects to what you're doing there as well. So, when there's excessive use of topical anesthetics, there's an increased risk of tissue damage. Now, the longer that topical anesthetic contacts the mucosa, it can cause tissue damage. And there are some patients who are more susceptible to aphthous ulcers as a result of an injection or the use of the topical. Keep in mind that after one to two minutes, there's no longer a therapeutic effect when the maximum uptake is reached. So, the more you're using topical after that, you're not going to get a change in the desired comfort level of your patient. It's not like more is better. It's a window of amount and time for your patient to achieve that result that you're looking for. You know, something like benzocaine, which is in the ester class, the effective concentration is six to 20% and the onset of action is between a half a minute and two minutes. It will last for about five to 15 minutes. So you have some time. To You have some working time to get that local where you need to get it. And then the lidocaine, which we also use as an amide, the effective concentration of the lidocaine is 2 to 5%. The onset of action is 1% to 2 minutes with that. And it has about a 15-minute duration time where it will continue to be effective at keeping the tissue, the mucosa there, numb. All right, so small amount of ointment on the applicator tip, This is one of those times where more is not better. You're going to leave that cotton tip applicator right at the penetration site for one to two minutes. And then you can check the tissue to see if the patient can feel it. And that will provide you with the understanding, yes, it's working, right? The topical is being effective. It provides comfort control for that injection site. And it's okay for you to leave it on there for two minutes. Your patient will appreciate that. So let's go over the benzocaine. It's the most common and widely used topical. It's an ester. So that's the drug class. It almost exists entirely in base form, making absorption faster into the tissue. The most common is 20% benzocaine. There's no established maximum recommended dose and toxicity reactions are rare. And that's probably why it's so commonly used. The onset of it takes effect in about 30 seconds, peaks in two minutes, and like I said, the duration is five to 15 minutes. The metabolism is same as injectable local anesthetic, which is para acid via cholinesterase. When large amounts are used, the tissue can be abraded Ulcers can appear at the application site. So this is why less is better. And myself, I am a very sensitive person. I can easily get aphthous ulcers. If somebody uses too much benzocaine on the applicator tip, I will get a, a small ulceration. So I can totally relate to these patients. Allergic reactions can occur with benzocaine, which are usually limited to that contact area. They definitely have a delayed response. So it's okay for you to remind your patient that this could happen. And if that occurs, use lidocaine as an appropriate substitute for those patients. Lidocaine is a great alternative if a patient has a sensitivity to an ester. And most common is an ointment. It's an amide in the drug class, and the onset is one to two minutes. It lasts for about 15 minutes, just like the benzocaine. It does have a maximum recommended dose, which is 300 milligrams. It metabolizes in the liver by hepatic oxidasis, and it's excreted in the kidneys. There are two types of lidocaine. So lidocaine, octacaine base, which is 5%. It's more of a base form, and it has a lower systemic absorption, 50 milligrams per milliliter. And it's a great alternative, like I said, to benzocaine. And we use this in our clinic. And then the other is lidocaine hydrochloride, which is 2% and that penetrates more efficiently, but there is a greater risk of toxicity. Now, how does toxicity display itself when you're using topicals? They display themselves in central nervous system depression, which is very rare, but this is the onset of a toxic event from topicals. So tetracaine hydrochloride is the most potent topical anesthetic and it's a drug class ester. It has 0.25 to 2% concentration, has a very slow onset, up to 20 minutes. The drug class is an ester, which as we know, means very potent. The duration though, when it is numb, is 20 to 60 minutes. Maximum recommended dose for the tetracaine is 20 milligrams. The caution with tetracaine: it's highly soluble in lipids, making absorption into the tissue really rapid. So you want to have caution with small children and elderly patients. Now, it's important for you to know that tetracaine is only used in combination with other topical anesthetic drugs because of how potent it is when it's used as a topical. You want to use it with caution because of the potential for systemic toxicity. And the other common topical is diclinene hydrochloride. Diclinine hydrochloride is a ketone drug class, and it's beneficial for patients who are sensitive to traditional topical anesthetic agents. It comes in 0.5 to 1% concentration in solution form. The onset's a little bit longer than the other topicals, up to 10 minutes, but it lasts for about 30 minutes. The duration could last as long as an hour. The maximum recommended dose is 200 milligrams of 0.5%, right, so obviously the dose, maximum recommended dose goes down if the concentration is higher. Now, one of the most common topicals that we use in dentistry is cetacaine or cetocaine, however you want to pronounce it. And that's a combination of benzocaine, butabin, and tetracaine. It's a triple action formula, is an ester. The cetacaine is the brand most often used in dental offices. Benzocaine provides quick onset, tetracaine allows deep penetration of the agent, and the combination of those increases the duration of the topical. And this is a commonly used topical for dental hygienists. What we like about it is that the onset of action is about 30 seconds and the duration of action is 30 to 60 minutes. Now, the maximum recommended dose, gel or liquid, is 200 milligrams. The metabolism is via cholinesterase. It excretes in the kidneys. And here's another commonly used topical drug that we use. It's called Orchix, and it's a combination of lidocaine and prilocaine. This mixture allows for enhanced drug properties resulting in faster, more penetrating, and longer-acting agents. It's 2.5% lidocaine and 2.5% prilocaine. These are amides, right? That's the drug class. The application is either AstraZeneca or Oricix, which is what we use in our clinic, and that's pretty widespread. So those are your two main choices. So you have your main topicals, your lidocaine and your benzocaine that you're going to use prior to injections, and then, you, then you've got your combination topicals. You've got your cetacaine and you've got your Orochix. Both have very different ingredients in them and are used for the very same thing. So you wanna be sure that you understand the difference between those two. Lidocaine and prilocaine together creating kicks. This is a liquid form that is delivered subgingivally. It's delivered down into the periodontal pockets. And what's so great about it is the application. You use it just like an instrument, like a probe, and you will use this dispensing syringe. It's liquid at room temperature and it turns to gel at body temperature. Once you inject it into the sulcus, the tissue, you'll see that it turns more gel-like. So it has good sticking around characteristics, which is great. The Aura is 2.5% lidocaine, which is about 42.5 milligrams, and 2.5% prilocaine, which is 42.5 milligrams. The onset of Aura is about a half to a minute, and the duration is about 20 minutes. So you will have to reapply in an area where you're working. If you're not giving your patient an injection and you're doing some kind of soft tissue management and you're using Orakix, it's important for you to know that the maximum recommended dose is five cartridges at one visit. And quite honestly, I've never used five cartridges in one visit. If I have a patient that requires five cartridges in one visit, I'm probably going to do local anesthetic where I give them a block instead of using something like Orakix. I obviously need something stronger. So Important for you to know that. What's cool about the Orchix is that the cartridge has a safety collar to prevent being placed in an anesthetic syringe, so it wouldn't be confused by a provider. It's only punctured one time. It has no adrenergic agents. It has no bisulfites. The metabolism is that it occurs in the liver. It's excreted in the kidneys. It's pretty widely uh, commonly used, it's easy to use, and it also helps with our anxious patients. So if there's a patient that needs to have treatment and they're just deathly afraid of the needles, this is a really good alternative for us to use with our patients and be very effective. Some of the special considerations with using topical agents is that the concentrations are higher when you're comparing them to injectable agents. And with the higher concentrations and no vasoconstrictor, there is an increased risk of local and systemic absorption, which increases the risk of toxicity. Therefore, monitor the volume and time between applications and minimize the area of coverage and you will be safely treating your patients. The most prominent systemic effect are on the central nervous system and the cardiovascular system final thought to you is there's lots of variety of topical anesthetics provided to you to use with your patients i would select a product that is safe and will give the most benefit to your patient keeping in mind that less is always better and it only takes a little bit to be effective i would invite you to send me any questions that you need answered Questions come up when you listen to this podcast. I have a link in the show notes, and I'd be happy to answer any questions that you have. Also, I would appreciate a review if you have time to leave one. Thank you so much.